0: Real changes require real solutions. At Back to Life Radio, powered by BZ Transfer Systems, we know that life happens. And when it's time to get back to life, we're here for you. Now, here are your hosts, Linda Pavick and Paul
1: Fraser. Hello, I am your host, Paul Frazier. I am with BZ Trans System, BZBoards.com, that's B-E-A-S-Y Boards.com. The premium transfer board, and I'm here today with my co host Linda Paddock, who is the owner of Copper Touch. You can reach her at coppertouch.com. And we also have this will be a round table today. We also have Kelly Rockstead, who also is a member of the BZ Trans family. Hi, Hi Paul. Hi, and then we also have Sandra Beck from La La Land, Los Angeles, California. How are you doing, Sandra?
0: Wonderful. Sunny, warm, and great today. Glad to be here. My many friends.
1: Great, <laughs> great. Well, today is a topic that we all, I think we all, we, all, we can have two phone topics. The phone input up, up a little, little are, bit that is uh, going to be great. So we we have a topic today that I think we all need a little bit of to tell you the truth in the, today's world. And another topic that we all can relate to. So the topic today is a humor, which we all need a little bit of, and also balance. How do you balance family life, job, um, you know, grandkids, uh, kids, uh, just everyday life? How do you do it? So We're going to get started with this great, great topic today. But first of all, I just want to thank all of you guys for joining us today. And Sandra, how do you get through life with humor?
0: I think humor is the only way to get through life. And it's a mindset and it's a choice. And I can tell you, even on the day of my mother's funeral, which was the saddest day you could imagine for me, I was standing near my mother's casket and they had glued a cross on the top of the casket and it was crooked and you know me I'm kind of OCD I like things lined up right so I kept trying to just nudge it over a little bit and that friggin' thing snapped off I broke the casket and then the priest is coming over and I'm like I didn't want to be in trouble for for you know breaking the casket so I stuck the cross in my purse and then forgot about it and stole it from the church so you you have a choice to look at my mother's funeral as a terrible, sad day for me, which it was, or I could try to interject into that memory some things that make me feel good. And my mother was a great lover of humor and we loved to laugh. So I prefer, I choose to insert some humor into a very painful day and it does make a difference.
1: Yes, it does make a difference. It makes your whole life better. It adds it adds years to your life with humor. If people didn't have humor, they're always walking around with a chip on their shoulder, grumpy. I think that's the way I see people nowadays. But I try to uh, lighten their, you know, their disposition in life with a story or something. But uh, it's really hard to get people excited about humor, but. It works, everybody. It works for you. It works for me. It works for everybody.
2: (laughs) Well, I think a great contrast to that, Paul, would be using you as a life example. (laughs) Because I happen to know your family. Yeah. Oh, boy. And I know your father really well. And I know your brother really well. We're all comedians, yeah. And neither one of them has a sense of humor. (laughs) Yeah. And they look at you like there's something wrong.
1: (laughs) I was the odd duck, I
2: guess. Yes. And so it's always kind of an interesting dynamic when I see you all together because they just don't get it. And no. that's, that makes it even funnier. Different personalities or yeah. something else, aren't they? <laughs> so, Kelly, what about humor in your life? Well, I have
3: um, nine uncles in my life, and if you have that many uncles, you have to be able to get a joke, and you know not to pull a finger, and you <laughs> just um, get through life with a lot of laughs, and I, and I come from a huge family, and or a huge relation. I have 30 cousins, wow. and we just love to hard belly laugh. Together, yeah. it, it is one of the best times when we're all together and we're all laughing. It's it, it's a favorite of mine. Well,
1: it, it, it adds life. It adds it adds years to your life, and it also gives you the one bad thing about humor and laughing is that it gives you wrinkles.
2: You know? <laughs> I'm okay with those wrinkles. I'm are are okay good wrinkles, with those too. <laughs> You know, it's really
3: interesting
0: uh, because we call them laugh lines. They're not wrinkles. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: that's right <laughs> and gray hair is wisdom strands right <laughs> yes but it's interesting when I hear you talk about your situation Kelly from a large family and that people have fun and laugh and then Sandra talking about the situation with the funeral Paul with his situation which is an interesting dynamic uh, Paul's wife has got a great sense of yeah. humor and they're always laughing yeah. You know, they they're just <laughs> a perfect fit she's funny yes she is very funny <laughs> And then, you know, I grew up, I was an only child and my mother is zero sense of humor, serious (laughs) all the time. Life is serious and absolutely would be angry if you were laughing about something that she just didn't want to know about. My dad, which is where I kind of got my really dry sense of humor, my dad um he would just say the oddest things, and I just found them hilarious, <laughs> like my aunt Doris, who's very serious about bird watching that's his sister <laughs> and she had been out bird watching, which my dad and I had no interest in at all, but we were listening and riveted to her story, right? She's talking about some warbler fleshed out thing that she saw, and they'd been looking for it. My dad very quietly says, well, I personally think that the buzzard is the most beautiful bird in the bird kingdom, and I would prefer a buzzard. And I thought it was hysterical. In fact, one year, I gave him a portrait of a buzzard digging up on the wall because I thought it was so funny. Well, she didn't find it funny at all. So I guess humor comes in all different shapes and sizes, but my humor is that type of humor. Well, I think that... that Well,
0: I was thinking when you were talking, Linda, you know, and I was listening to you, Kelly, and one of the things about both you ladies and Paul, too, that I really love is you guys are humble. And when you're humble, you can find the humor in things. And it's when people take themselves way too seriously or they take their opinion way too seriously that, that they can't just relax and enjoy what is. What do you guys think about that?
1: I think that's true. I, I'm, I've i been told I'm very humble and I want to stay that way. And I think it helps me every day to be humble. But I think uh, I try to interject humor into my life almost every half hour of my life, <laughs> to tell you the truth, because I think it eases stress. Str- if you didn't have humor, can you imagine the stress you would have? I mean,
3: I do think some people think that, you know, having too much fun and being too yeah. happy is overwhelming for them if, right. they, if they can't find that in their life. Right. I've worked with people who actually were, you know, said, well, I'm sorry, I'm not like you. I can't be happy all the time. And, you know, I think part of that is what Sandra was talking about, not being able to just relax and breathe mm-hmm. and and look at things um, as almost a blessing and I think, and be able to laugh with.
1: You. Yeah, people take themselves way too seriously. I and mean, I think people got to start lightening up out there. You guys got to start lightening up because I think that <clears throat> when you do that, other people will approach you. But I tell you, I see people walking around this, you know, on the day to day. And it's hard. I mean, people don't want to approach you when you're walking around slumped over and you get a scowl on your face and you're talking to yourself to you know, how. How bad everything is. You know what? If you just stand up straight, have a great, great personality, have a great disposition. Guess what? You're going to get a lot more friends that are going to want to come over and talk to you.
2: And then there's other interesting. Sorry, Sandra. I'll just say this real quickly. There's other interesting things about humor. Kelly, what you said was interesting in the fact of um, humor doesn't necessarily um, mean a positive disposition. A lot of people hide behind humans. I have a friend that actually is a very negative person and woe is me all the time and feels like she's got just everything is wrong, Mm -hmm. but yet she can't be five minutes without having to make everything funny. Mm -hmm. And if it isn't everything funny, then she doesn't want to be around you. And so there are some people I think that hide behind it as well. So yeah, there's gotta cool. be because our other topic is balance. Yeah. So I'm segueing into that, but there's gotta be some balance. I yeah. have some people in my life that are like that yeah. too.
3: And they um, they wanna go as fast as they can. They're always moving as fast as they can, always making a joke out of every single thing. And yet um, they they're afraid to stop because they know they'll have to face some issues. Exactly. And so that is a part of finding balance, being able to deal with life, but yet having some fun with
1: it. There's a lot of people use insecurity as humor too, you know? Absolutely. People people hide behind that for their insecurities.
2: Sandra, what were you going to say?
0: I was just going to say that a lot of times we use humor as different tools you know and when you guys were talking about balance and how people you know kind of leverage things you can use humor to call attention to yourself you know think about you know the group of people that are all at some work meeting and then somebody makes a snarky comment everybody looks at them and laughs and it's a way to divert attention away from the subject either you're uncomfortable with it you might feel insecure or you might feel in need of attention and I. I think, you know, those those speed racers, Kelly, that you were talking about, you know, that 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 don't want to slow down enough to be with themselves. They're definitely Mm -hmm. people that use humor to to control a situation or or turn things in their balance.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, before we go on to our next subject, you guys got to hear this story. What happened to me? And this was up in Morham. Linda, this is
2: more Minnesota, you know, more
1: Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> and this was when I was living alone in that, in that, uh, loft thing, remember that loft the red thing? barn? Yeah, the red barn. so all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm in the, sh- I get out of the shower. I, you know, I get, got my pants on and everything. I didn't get a belt. Cause I didn't, I was looking for my belt. Also sudden, the door, someone pounds on the door and I mean, they're pounding like crazy. And I'm trying to find the belt because my pants wouldn't stay up, you know. So so I go to the door, and here's this guy who gives me – I don't know if he was, like, a salesperson or something, but he hands me this book, right? Well, I'm trying to keep my pants up, right? (laughs) So I decided that I'm going to spread my legs to keep my pants up while I'm looking at this book, (laughs) you know, otherwise – Otherwise, it's going to fall down. So I told him, "Okay, yeah, I love it. I love. Uh, I'll get back to you later." Now remember to read chapter seven, you know. And it was, I think, it was a religious thing, you know. Right. Uh, read chapter seven, and we were like, "Okay, yeah, you betcha." Okay, see you later. So, so I walked away from like doing the crab, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was close really quick, and, and that that was that's that's what really happened. So <laughs> it's kind of weird.
2: <laughs> Paul has a lot of stories he could tell us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: humorous ones. And yes, I'm very humble, and I'm very—I, you know, sometimes I use, yeah, insecurities for humors too. You know, I use that a lot. <laughs> I hide behind my insecurities with humor a lot. So
2: you think so?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I do. If I'm not, if I'm uncomfortable with something, like Kelly was saying, and and Sandra was saying, you know, I'll kind of make a little funny gesture about it because uh, I don't know anything about it, you know, and so I got to make, make me look like I'm something, you know.
2: <laughs> uh, laughter covers yeah, your fears Yeah. insecurities. Right. Yeah, so. And I think I'm too analytical sometimes, so there's certain humor, like a lot of people like to watch the videos where people smash into things, they fall off things, <laughs> yeah, and I can't watch them. No, because I can't stand watching people get hurt. Right, and I don't like people playing practical jokes on each other. That stuff is really offensive yeah. to me. It stresses yeah. you? It stresses me. It really does, and I don't find any of that funny. Yet, if I watched the Three Stooges, <laughs> I would find that hilarious. But because I guess in my mind, analytically, I know it's make believe. Okay. But if I watch these videos that they do where people are, you know, going head first into a cement wall, I just don't find any
3: any right. great
2: joy yeah, you in have that. Insecurities. Comedians have a lot of
1: insecurities that they hide behind, you know. I mean, that's what they probably. You, the,
3: you, you can with anxiety and yeah. things like that. And, yeah. um, and that and I think that's the same thing as using humor to cover up yeah. your fears. Your situations. Sometimes
0: you guys do you remember and I can't even think about this without laughing. Do you guys remember the Mary Tyler Moore episode where Chuckles bites the dust and they're all sitting in the few laughing? You know that's
2: my favorite.
0: I think sometimes laughing is also just a release, you know, a way to let go of, you know, like all the stress and all the, you know, and when Mary starts laughing and, and, you know, they're all just sitting there and, you know, Ted's laughing. I mean, you can't, you can't not laugh along with them because it. It, it, it's weird, it's something in us that releases something, but it also connects us to each other, because when I was a little girl, we would sit in church with my mom, and she was Eastern Orthodox, it's like, you better be you know, quiet, you better do this, and I remember this lady in front of us passed some gas and I <laughs> at brother, and she was in a hat you know, her whole Sunday, everything and she's like
2: <laughs> and oh god
0: dying my mother had to spread us out in the pew like a foot apart from each other and we just couldn't hold it in the poor priest is like wondering what's wrong with our whole family but i started laughing which made my brothers laugh then my sisters laughed and pretty soon we were all laughing and probably only two of us heard the lady pass gas
3: (laughs) i think sometimes that's because you just don't know what else to do it just comes out you can't help it.
2: Oh, absolutely, and it's so funny you bring that up, Sandra, because there is an employee that works for me here, and her husband passed away, uh, it was very tragic, from pancreatic cancer, and I helped her with the funeral, and we had it at a mortuary, and there was just a few of us there, plus uh, family members, and for some reason, something happened and they got the giggles. <laughs> and I couldn't control myself. And I got to the point where I just, I actually had to walk out because, and I just could During not. During the funeral? Oh, yeah. I could not stop laughing. See, now that's what my whole family is like. We are all like
3: that. Once we get the giggles, we can't stop. And there's so many of us. Mm-hmm. You know, when Sander was talking about the, the funeral with everybody laughing, that actually happened to me with my Uncle Ed, who was... I mean, he was very old, he had a great life, and so it wasn't, you know, so sad, but um, all of my dad's cousins, the girls were all sitting up in front, and they were laughing so hard that I could just see all of them shaking, Shaking. and, and as a kid, I was thinking it was just horrendous because I, you know, we're at a funeral, and it was probably one of the first ones I had ever been to, so a little nervous, but they just could not stop. And I think it's just the stress. and It is. And, and all no, it, it absolutely together.
2: was. And there was something that, that they did up front. I can't remember to this point. And luckily, um, she didn't see me and I was able to get out of there. But, Paul, I was sitting next to your dad. And he was <laughs> elbowing me and, you know, hitting me. And then the more he did that, the worse it got.
1: So were you just, you just chuckling underneath your breath? Or were you really all,
2: all I was, laughing? or? Uh, no, I, I was able. But, I mean, it would be what? Kelly's talking about. I mean, I was just. Your heart, body control. was, was laughing. I was just. What out was of it control. about? Tears pouring down my face. Somebody said something or did something up front, and it, it you just hits you the right way. When they're doing their memorials, and it just hit me in a way that just released all of this. I don't that know. But I think back on it, and I could go back into hysterics. So I have to just kind of stay away from it. Kind of like
3: uh, Linda and I with one of the products we have, our our company launched the day after Thanksgiving, and we never realized how much turmoil that was going to cause us because no one in the world was in the office that day, and we're trying to launch this product and get all these things done, and it was so much stress. By the end of the day, we were just just, about rolling laughing. Yeah,
2: that's all we did was laugh the whole afternoon. There's nothing else we could do because it was so awful. And now the day after Thanksgiving is always the day that we think we that we'll never it. forget it. We were the only two there. <laughs> oh
0: Well, and sometimes you don't even know why you know, like, I I think back to I dated a Navy SEAL for many years. And when I first got to go out with him, I thought he was the most handsome man. I thought he was smart and funny and all these things. And I kept thinking, I can't wait for him to kiss me. Like, that was my big thing. I was thinking about it for like three or four, you know, different times we got together. And you guys, when he did... I started to laugh. And the more he, like, he's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, I don't know. He'd go in to kiss again. I'd laugh even harder. And we ended up having the hardest time because I would start to giggle whenever he would get, and I just don't even know why. He didn't look weird or anything, but it just caused this reaction in me that I couldn't stop
3: laughing. I sang for a wedding once and the whole time I was thinking that the bride was crying because she, she appeared to be sobbing. But when they turned around and announced that they were husband and wife, I could tell she was just hysterically laughing and the whole, all of her sisters looked exactly like her and they were all laughing, beet red. Needless to say, they did get divorced. Oh, really? <laughs> but, but, oh, that, I think just the nerves got to them. <laughs>
1: yeah you see
2: everybody see how fun we're having see this is what we all
1: need is a humor in oh i
2: agree i think that this this kind of thing people should do on a regular basis just to keep things in a much better yeah like humor can show you the good
3: in life which i think um does relate to the balance we were talking about that you can't always be so stressed um even health-wise you can't be
2: stressed all the time or you are just going to out of time. And when we talk about balance, there's all different balance uh, in life, depending on who you are. Right. I don't have children, so I don't have that type of balance. I don't have grandchildren. Um, you two have children and grandchildren. And Sandra, you have children that you're raising. Um, but there is some of us own businesses. Some of us work for businesses. Um, <clears throat> there is all different kinds of balances. Some of us have health issues. Mm-hmm. Some of us don't. I think that balance too
3: um, is important for us to think about going towards the other person, to be sensitive to those things, that other people are different and deal with things different. and Right. And it's not always, everything that's good for us is not always good for other people.
2: That's absolutely
1: right. You know, I've never got, um, I got married when I was 40, and i um getting married, and then she had two kids, bringing them in, and then all of a sudden now, here comes the grandkids. And I'd never been a parent. I can't even take care of myself, for God's sake. And I'm trying <laughs> to take care of kids. I've never held a kid before in my entire life. I hold, I hold, I hold a kid like a freaking watermelon, you know? <laughs> Out, out, out again, out of out, away from my chest because I don't know what the heck I was doing. But I tell you what, the balance thing was really hard for me with little kids. I didn't know how to act around kids. They were smarter than I was. My grandson's <laughs> way smarter than me. I mean, he knows how to work the phone. I don't. He knows how to do everything. Whenever Sandra calls me, I always have to have my wife there to put an app on because I have no idea. how to Put an <laughs> app on. I mean, so. I mean, this balancing, I got to get used to, but I'm not used to it yet, I don't think, because it's hard for me to. Now I got I to gotta really look. Now I have to worry about them and my stepkids and my wife. That's just too much balance. I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> Sandra,
2: give us your perspective about balance.
0: Yeah, because I actually have a lot to say about balance, but I won't hog the microphone. Um but balance to me is 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 it's a mistake um when you think of balance, you think like fifty fifty like things should be even or things should be you know a certain way, and that to me is like zero sum thinking and for those of you who don't know zero sum thinking, it basically says you know, I I have a hot dog. So if I eat some, that means there's less for Paul. And if Paul eats more, there's less than me. And so it seems to be like this zero-sum game, whereas if I give to Linda, that means Paul doesn't get enough. Or if I love Kelly, then maybe Renee doesn't get enough love. And so I've really had to rethink my idea of balance, being a single mom, soul-supporting, taking care of my 87-year-old dad with a house and a pool, and two acres to take care of, I really thought balance meant keeping all of those things in place. And I realized that was kind of zero-sum thinking, you know, like if one gets done, others get more. And I had to go to this kind of win-win mentality where balance is concerned, that what balance means is everything is in a way that I can tolerate. So if there's a few weeds in the lawn, if the pool isn't clean as it should be, but the kids are fed and I get to bed by 10 and my dad is happy, that's what balance means to me. And if I need to to get things more in balance than i'm going to leverage i'm going to hire somebody to clean the pool or clean the yard or i'm going to get a caregiver for my dad so i like to look at the win-win mentality is how do we get more of what we want that's important to us as opposed to just trying to get it in balance because balance is ever shifting it's ever changing you know, being in balance when a kid has a fever or your husband gets sick or the water main breaks and we don't have water, there is no balance ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I that's, think that's true. Yeah. That's very true. I. Like I said, I got to find a more balance because I'm very unorganized when it comes to
3: I think the older we get, though, especially and I, not in every circumstance, but I think a lot of circumstances with women, we try to, t- we try to take on the whole world um, and be perfect so that we can show other people that we are doing it all perfectly. And I think as we get older, we decide, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be perfect. Maybe it just has to be enough.
1: So what do you, Linda, what is balance? How do you, with all the things you got going on and taking care of me,
2: how do you, how do you, how do you balance everything? You know? Well, I think I look at balance a little bit differently because I don't have the same responsibilities that most people do. Um, You know, most people, you realize you're going to get married, you're going to have kids, you're going to have picket fence and the dog in the backyard and You're going to go get a job and go to work. Mm -hmm. And I've never done that. I've always been very avant-garde in the way that I've lived my life. So I'm a business owner of two businesses. Um, I have caregiving situations just because it's unusual, but because I'm my aunt's only relative, she's 95, and she never had children. So it falls on me, not because she asked me, but because I feel that obligation and I want to do it. I've got my mother because I'm her only child. And so it falls on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a husband who had a stroke. Mm-hmm. He has dementia. So he has certain needs and special needs. It falls on me. Um, so I think that sometimes balance to me is what life throws at you as well. So my balance starts with my faith. Everything always starts with my faith. Um, every single morning, I start with my faith every single night before I go to bed, I end with my faith. That's what keeps my fire burning and kind of keeps the balance. So when really awful things are going on or um, there's bad things happening or you're nervous about something or whatever, I really look to my faith to find that balance.
3: Hmm. I do
2: as well. And I, I've always
3: wondered, because I've had that all my life, I, I was introduced to my faith really early. And I wonder how people get along through life without it. I never have had to do that. And so it's,
2: um, it's probably a really big stressor for people without that. And, right, um, that having that, that unknown that, and oh, that, not understanding it. That solid rock yeah. with you, yeah. What about you, Sandra?
1: So, you know, here's the deal with my, the when you guys talk about balance and stuff, I, the balance, I do believe, the one who keeps the balance in my family is my wife. She's the one who keeps the balance in my family. Um, But I, I mean, it's. I've never had kids. So, I mean, and I never had, I never was married till late. And so um, it's kind of tough to balance everything and get everything done on on time. Like coming up here, um, you know, now I got to, grandkid that is coming over on Thursdays through uh, through Sunday and he doesn't have school on Thursday so he comes over on Thursday and, and then I have to balance we have to be quiet because everyone's working from home you know so I don't know how I don't know how you guys do it I really well balance. sometimes
3: I do think the balance gets out of control you you really get off balance and um, and have to sometimes stop and, and say and, no and just
1: yeah, even so mentally that. talk to yourself mm. and,
3: and just say you know I this is not working right now I have to figure it out I have to stop yeah and just breathe and put the puzzle together before I can Um, Keep going because otherwise you're just going to self destruct. Sometimes.
1: So I got to put that on my list of of resolutions of a long list of stuff. So balance (laughs) is number ten. Well, I
0: think you know, and I'm sorry I missed the cue last time. I sneezed and I shut my microphone and didn't turn it back (laughs) on. But uh, I think with balance, you know it it's really important that you know what's important to you, and one of the things that's being common in certain day planners you know all these planners that are being sold today is they say what are the top three things that if you do these things today you'll have a feeling of accomplishment or you'll get the most important to do's done and then you have your other to-do list and I thought about that and thought if we think about what's most important to us like what lights us up what really at the end of the day is the significant things that need to be done i think it helps us say no to things and definitely think about saying yes to things because if you say yes to something it means you have said no to something else if i say yes paul i'll i'll talk to you at 9 30 that means i can't talk to kelly at 9 30 or your um linda at 9 30 so with this duality of saying yes there's always a no and finding out what three things in the day are most important to you that if you get those three things done you've done what you needed to do today and everything else is gravy, I think helps us stay in balance with what's important to us. And what's the point of having our life if we don't handle the things that are important to us?
3: Well, sometimes um, I think that you need to, in order to balance, you have to add some things sometimes to your schedule. And sometimes that is something that adds joy to your life something that will make you laugh or something that will make you smile instead of always just trying to get all the work done and the
2: the difficult things handled I think you just have to choose joy sometimes I agree and I think that um, one of the things that I've found from from my perspective is you know especially during the pandemic because now we've lost a lot of things in our life that we used to be able mm-hmm. to do you know I always felt, I guess it's because I was raised this way, um, very Scandinavian, that meals are really important. Mm-hmm. And when you have meals together, then you are also um, sharing and visiting. And that is your time. It's kind of old fashioned, I know. But um, I always found Paul, when you and I went out to lunch, that was a really important time to me. Mm-hmm. Because that was our time and we shared and we talked. We didn't discuss business. We right. just talked about whatever we want to talk about. Right. Same with Kelly and Renee. Um, same when I do try and do company lunches where everybody sits down and gets together and we have some time. That Those things to me are really important. I think people are losing some of that. I know you brought up working from home, Paul. I am so um, feeling, and this is just my own personal opinion, that people that are falling into that trap are going to be less disciplined. They're going to be less sociable. Um, They're going to, and especially with one another, with the people you work with. Mm -hmm. Because when everybody's working remotely, you don't have that face-to-face contact. You're not doing those little things for one another. Um, I think it's going to be a problem down the road. But that's just my personal opinion. That's why we have a Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think
1: that cuts it. No, I don't think so either. I, I no, I you got to have face to face contact with people. Oh yeah, it's
3: very difficult. it's, yeah. th- it's difficult. You no. just you have to choose. Sometimes you have to choose, and it's really a hard thing to have to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, balance is a tough thing. But I have, I got three people in my life that keep me so well balanced that I am like I can stand on no feet and still balance.
2: So, so. you don't have to do any of the work, Paul.
1: No, I'm just saying. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> no. the two is not
2: going well. No. Are, no. <laughs> I, I want to know how that works.
1: But the, the, the balance or what?
2: How, how it's all done for you. I want to know well, how it works. Well,
1: I got you and I got Sandra and I got my wife. There's the three people that keep me very well balanced. The three amigos. So, the three amigos and the people here at BZTrack Systems. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you think about that,
0: Sandra? I was going to say, you guys are joking about this, but it's really important that we have close friendships that can keep us in balance. Not, we're not talking about you know, kind of telling everybody what to do and how to do it. But have you guys ever had a friend who spends all their time alone thinking about things and they can get so wacky, you know, so off track and put this whole story in their head about something that happened? Because, you know, your brain, if you don't have the pieces telling a story, your brain, like left brain, right brain, get together and they throw in those little cognitive pieces. And pretty soon the story may or may not be what actually happened. Happen, and so that's where our friends are like you know paul you're smoking dope or you know linda just stay up all night because because that's 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 that thinking ain't right you know we we balance each other out with the silly things when we get off track and good friends will gently help us get back on track
3: i have a best friend who um what you were saying reminded me of and i just love her dearly but One of the things that is special and unique about her is she is so honest. She will give you the honest truth. And so if I have a dilemma, an argument with someone, or a situation where I'm very opinionated, I'll ask her, do you think I'm right? And she will say, sometimes she'll say, yep, I do. And then other times she'll say, not with this one. Okay, and I just and I go to her specifically for that because I know she'll tell me the truth. Yeah,
2: that's important. Well, as again, we're uh,
1: going to be wrapping up here pretty shortly. But um, again, humor, everybody, you got to get it. You got to get it into your life. Because if you don't get it into your life, you're going to be well, what's the opposite of humor? Uh, uh, miserable. That's <laughs> what the opposite of humor is. So, so Please interject it into your life because it's, it's worth it. And yeah, you'll feel a lot better and you'll probably live a lot longer, you know, most likely you will live a lot longer. So what do you guys think about that? Huh? It's a prediction.
0: <laughs> And it's a choice. You can choose what you want to read. You can choose what you want to watch on TV. You know, the kids laugh at me. I have a voodoo account. They didn't sponsor today's show. Copper Touch and BZ uh, Trans System, bzboards.com sponsored today's show. But we get to choose what to fill our. Our life with. And I have these episodes, my favorite episodes. I actually buy them uh, from Voodoo and I keep them in a queue. And so I can watch an old Big Bang or a Hogan's Heroes or a um, Mary Tyler Moore, something that's guaranteed to change my state from whatever negativity I am in to making me laugh out loud. And we all have access to those on YouTube, on, you know, all the different shows. Just just choose one, change your state, and you can be better for yourself and those around
1: you. You know, that's funny you say that, Sandra, because you know what? I don't like drama movies. I like more comedy movies. I always want to have something funny, you know? I don't like... Chainsaw Massacre, you know, or or you know, I don't I don't like some guy in a mask running around after me with a and you know what? Here's the worst thing, you guys. Listen to this. My, my wife he turns on the stupid murder channel. You know, the the uh, the uh, uh where the cop goes and finds the true the, crime? Yeah, something like that. Well, you know what? It's it's dark and She's asleep, and you know, frankly, it scares the heck out of me, you know. (laughs) So, I have to try to turn it because I'm thinking I hear sounds and I'm going, Oh my god, no, 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 that might
3: have to be with uh, to do with balance, too, though. I mean, she may like to relax by trying to figure out the crime and trying to figure out what the puzzle is to the the, um, she likes to keep TV on, but for you, you might be more of a stressed person, and so adding more stress of the. You know, what happened to somebody may um throw you more over the edge. So that laughing is going to help you. So I, balancing. Dream
1: I started dreaming about the guy, you know, who killed his mom and looked <laughs> and, and put her head in the, in the freezer and said, you know what? They'll never find me, you know? I, mean, I, I can't you deal really
0: with it. Don't expect to hear on a podcast somebody's head in
1: the freezer. No. <laughs> That's one. just no, I'm just saying I don't go to sleep very easy. And then she asked me how I slept. I said, I slept great. You know, I mean, no. So I don't like watching those shows at night. I like watching comedies. So,
3: well, my yeah. husband will ask me sometimes, how can you watch the same reruns? Because I'll watch reruns like, and I know Linda loves Carol Burnett too, but I'll watch those re- reruns. But I'll just tell him because I don't have to think. I don't have yeah, to right. think at all. I can just watch and laugh.
2: And, and that does help me relax. Mm-hmm. My go-to is the old "I Love Lucy" show. Oh, yeah, I, I've seen every one. You know, seventy-five thousand times. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, it
0: never. But well, it does matter because they're comforting. You know yeah. what to expect. You wait for the joke, and then you get what you want. It's like eating your favorite candy bar, only for your brain.
3: That's right, and don't you think you it's good to know that other people um, go through the same feelings as you? I mean, sometimes when you're uh, when Lucy is doing funny things you can relate to it and absolutely it's happened to me a million
2: times you know if you she the, taught me how to pay the bills by putting them on the lazy Susan and then letting them all fly off <laughs> and the ones that were right side up where you pay and the ones that were upside down you don't pay it's I okay, to, it. It was was okay a great to have system. the toaster where the toast
3: pops uh, up and goes halfway across the room mean. it's okay not to have the perfect working toaster I I love that Right. Or well, that,
0: when you're lonely, like when I moved to the community that I'm in, you know, I didn't know anyone here. I wasn't from the state. And so it was really hard for me. And I could turn on reruns of Friends and pretend I'm in back in New York in a coffee shop. And, you know, the Friends cast were my friends for the first year I lived here until I started meeting people in my community.
2: <laughs> I get it. That is
1: funny. All right. Well, you guys, I want to thank everybody. We're going to wrap up this segment of this podcast i want to thank everybody for listening to our jibber jabberish today on humor and and balance and remember always inject it into your life may it be balanced well you gotta have balance but i want to thank the sponsors which are bz trans systems that's bzboards.com b-e-a-s-y boards.com the premium transport and copper touch c-o-p-p-e-r touch.com and i want to thank linda thank you linda and i want to thank kelly for joining us today and also sandra out in california thank you so much for calling in and everybody thanks a million for listening and we will see you next time
0: on behalf of your hosts linda Pavick and paul frazier and our friends at bz trans systems thanks for listening for more information go to www bzboards.com. Join us next time on Back to Life Radio.